Well, I am so torn from where I'm going to preach from tonight, to be quite honest with y'all. Um, Sunday, as you know, I didn't make it Sunday night, I, but I was here all day right up until uh, preaching time, and I just got sick. And uh, I had studied that whole three or four hours in the afternoon on the sermon Sunday night about the war with Russia. I wanted to go back and do a mulligan. And I am going to go back and preach it. And I was just trying to decide. Uh, but we're in Revelation. And I might go to Revelation 12. But I do want to say a couple of things. And I, I am going to go back and preach at War of Russia. Okay. Uh, I found some stuff. Some more stuff. And I'm so encouraged about it. I, I want to say two things about public events that's went on the last two days. Maybe you haven't noticed it. Uh, maybe you, uh, I don't watch much news, uh, but there was a couple things that caught my eye uh, yesterday and today also in the news, very significant. Number one, that knucklehead that uh, is the secretary, secretary general for the UN. Now, I've got opinion, okay? And I'm a little bit, I'm about half mad. They ought to run that whole crowd out of New York. We ought not be giving our money to that crowd. That Secretary General actually applauded Hamas and uh, said they were just in what they've done because they have been persecuted for 57 years. Now, I don't want to be harsh, but I'm going to say something to y'all, and I. I don't know where y'all land on this. But Hamas is a guest in that land. That's not their land. That, 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 that is not their land. I want y'all to know that's not their land. And then there's something else significant happened today that is maybe larger than that. And we let it go past. Remember when I was talking about the war of Russia and the Confederacy? Yeah. I almost have to say a few things about that. You remember the Confederacy? Uh, well, I'm not going to, I, maybe not. I, I, let's just go back there a moment. Go back to, I'm not going to preach this, but I want to show you this because I want to bring this one truth out. Uh, go back to the 38th chapter of, of Ezekiel. I just want to show you this. Um, then I'll get in Revelation 12 tonight, I think. Uh, dear Lord, I'm so tempted. Uh, but look, look, let's read those first few verses again about uh, this northern, this confederacy that is brought by Gog and Magog. And we know that Magog is the land of Russia and the people of Russia. Now, the identity of Gog, I would, I would challenge you, and when I do preach the sermon, I'm going to give you the identity of Gog, and you're going to be surprised. There's no background on Gog. I can't find him. I can find him, but I can't find him in the typical place, the table of the nations in chapter 10 of Genesis. But let's, let's, let's read this. I just want to say this. Sidebar, and then we'll go to uh, Revelation 12 tonight. 
And the, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog. And I'll tell you who Gog is at a later time. And the land of Magog, that's, that's the land of Russia that goes from Russia all the way to the wall of China. And the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, which was right above the Black Sea, and prophesy against them, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog. By the way, God's always been O Gog. And you're going to find out who he is. I know y'all died to hear it, but I'm not going to give it to you tonight. Y'all with me? And the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws. So God's going to destroy this uh, confederacy. And I'll bring thee forth and all thine army. And by the way, the writer was describing what, in his terms, what was going to happen in the future. Horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Now notice this. Write in your Bible, if you would, Persia. How many, I have said it before. How many of y'all know who that is? That is Iran. How many know that? That is Iran. Now, so this tells me that Iran is going to join with Russia. And by the way, they're the number one they propaganda and they, they push, uh, propagate, excuse me, that's a better word, terrorism in the whole world. You all want to know where they get their, their weapons? From Russia. Hello. So stay with me. And Ethiopia and Libya, and by the way, that Libya is northern Africa. With them, all of them with shield, Gomer, and all the all his bands, and this is interesting. This is a player. Notice this player. The house of Togomar, of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with it. Now Gomer is East Germany. Czechoslovakia and Poland. But how many of y'all know who Togomar is? That's Turkey. Did you hear what happened today? Right from Turkey. The, the prime minister or whatever he is there, I don't know how his title is, but he also jumped on the side of Hamas. That's today. That's today. Because, see, they're a major player in this last day confederacy. Now, Mark and I was talking, and I, I'm having a hard time getting where I want to get. Is it all right for me to just review it just a little bit? Because there's two wars in Revelation 12 that are in these last day wars. So I'm, I'm, I'm in context. I told Mark today, 
And, and ladies and gentlemen, I don't know when it's going to happen, but the stage is set for the war of extermination. If and when Russia goes in and demolishes Hamas, and I hope it's soon, I am praying for the hostages that's still alive, and that's probably the holdup. But when they go in, y'all better hear me, they're going to, do that war of extermination, they're going to destroy that inner circle. They're going to destroy Hamas. And if Hezbollah gets involved, it's all out war. So what will happen, Israel will win that war and feel it safe, safe for the first time in a long time, though they're not safe. And then that's when Russia comes down from the north with that confederacy. Ladies and gentlemen, read your newspaper. Just look at the world events. We're right at the precipice. Now, I, I, I do believe that the war for Russia will be after the rapture and probably somewhere right along the side right before the tribulation period. But this war of extermination, it can happen anytime. And what's happening over right now, that bubbling up, it's going, if, if, if Netanyahu keeps his word and destroys every one of them, you better lift up your head. Amen? Now, I just wanted to add that. I, I know I'm taking a little time, but this Wednesday night is Wednesday night, okay? And I think we ought to every once in a while catch you up on what's going on. Don't have your head in the sand. These players are playing. See, my buddies, man, I can't get off this tonight. I'm, I'm struggling. My buddies, how many remember when... when uh, Reagan said to Gorbachev, tear that wall down. And you want my buddies done? They dumped Russia out of prophecy. They dumped them. They said, well, we've been wrong all these years. They, they absolutely, by the way, the Bible's the Bible. Amen. They might have dumped them, but God has a big plan. Do you know they're more dangerous right now than they've ever been before? I'm going to show you something. And uh, when I do get in that war of Russia, I don't know if y'all know this. America does not have this, but Russia does. They, ha they have made two 25 megaton bombs. Now, we have not made one. We do not have a 25 megaton bomb, but they do. They have two of them. And I don't know how many more. You say, why are you saying all that? Do you know, Chad, this, this is overwhelming because when I get this, this study in a moment and how Israel's going to be protected, a 25 megaton bomb, nuclear bomb, can actually change the orbit of the earth. And we'll see some of these signs and wonders. Are y'all all with me? I didn't mean to get off on this. Will y'all forgive me? 
or would you just like to antagonize me and just keep on going? I'm going back to scrap this one tonight. I'm going to say a few more things about this Russia thing. Can I finish with that? I, I, I can't get off of it. Now, go back over there to 38 and 39. And I'm just going to go through some of these verses. Now, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but, but I want to try to show you some things. Just, let's just do the study that I was going to do Sunday night, and whether I get done with it, I'll do it again. I'll just keep doing it until I finish it. But I want to can I outline the book of Ezekiel for you? Ezekiel 1 through 3 is the, the call of the prophet. Ezekiel 4 through 24 is the judgment on Jerusalem. That's 20 chapters. Ezekiel 25 through 32 is the judgment on the Muslim nations. Ezekiel 33 through 36 is the restoration of Israel. Ezekiel 37 is the great vision. By the way, right before the war of Russia, Chad, is the great vision of the dry bones. How many's heard the story of the dry bones? Do you know who those dry bones are? Now, we hear a lot of people preach sermons, you know, uh, about revival and reviving the dry bones, and that's okay for application. But the primary interpretation is those dry bones are Israel. And the restoration of Israel and Israel coming to life. That's the dry bones. And, and it's kind of odd to me. It's right before 38 and 39. And the verse, chapter 38 and 39 about Russia is right before chapter 40 through 48, which is talking about the millennial kingdom. Somebody help me preach. By the way, the millennial kingdom, Chad, help me if I'm right, help me and correct me if I need to correct, correct it, is a fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. There's four unconditional covenants. Some of y'all know that. We know the Abrahamic covenant is unconditional and it includes us. But this Davidic covenant that is talked about in Ezekiel 40 through 48, which will be when the Lord Jesus comes to this earth and rules and reigns, and David will be by his side. Now, there are some people, this is ironic. Those, there are some people that believe in covenant theology. Those are the Calvinists. And they do not believe in a millennial. They're all, most of them uh, or post-millennialists, or, or all-millennialists, or whatever. It's kind of odd to me that their covenant theology, Mark, but they don't believe in the Davidic covenant, because if they believed in the Davidic covenant, they would not replace Israel with the church. The church didn't replace Israel. See, if you believe, like I believe, right, that Israel's going to be a, the major player 
in the last days? Why so much anti-Semitism? When I do get back to chapter 12, they're going to be hated above all nations. And I'll show you something the next time I get here. Two-thirds, Chad, two-thirds, according to Zechariah 13, 8, of Israel will die in the tribulation period. And they only have one-third of remnant left. And it looks like it's over. Right? And that's why there are wars and rumors of wars. But in the last days, right before they're destroyed, and the, the rest of the Muslim nations toward Asia and China, by the way, that's a major player. And I wish the Biden administration would get quit lollygagging with China. They're our enemy. They're stirring up everything. They're, in, they're, they're allies with Russia. They're allies with, with Iran. Who do you think's funding a lot of that money over there? And we're letting them rule us. Am I preaching? Well, they're going to come up through the river of Rates in the last day right before Armageddon. But this war tonight in chapter 37, now I want to share some things with you. I, I have a hard time. Somebody find, if you can find some background on this, you come and tell me and teach me. But I cannot find any background on Gog. I know who Magog is, and I know where Magog is. Hey, Bill, I know where they are. That's Russia. That's the land of Russia all the way to the wall of China. I know that. That Gog, that Gog, I, that, that's, a new, that's, a, that's a different deal. Well, I should mark this before service. Might as well show you all this. Turn over to Amos. Let me. Do y'all care if we have a Bible study tonight? If I'm over your head, just say, "Here's what you do with that." Just chew, 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 and just keep chewing until you choke, and you'll be all right. But I want to show you a prophecy. Now I want to make a statement. I I I, I want to make a statement before I make a couple statements. Chad, I, I don't tr use the Greek or Hebrew to correct the King James Bible. I, I don't. But there are times that you can get clarity through the Greek and the Hebrew. We know our English text, sister, came from the Masoretic text. That's where we get our Old Testament. But there was a text called the, uh, well, how you say it, Chad? Greek Septuagint. How many's heard of that? Have you heard of it? Written a thousand years before the Masoretic text. And uh, it's a, and I want you to look at chapter Amos six or seven. Are you there? Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, he formed grasshoppers. 
in the beginning. Now, this is a, an amazing text. This is what God's going to listen to this text. This amazing text. In the beginning of the shooting up of the latter growth, and lo, it was the latter growth after the king's mowings, and it came to pass that when they had made an end of eating the grass of the land, then I said, O Lord, forgive, I beseech thee, by whom shall Jacob arise, for he is small. And notice what the Lord done. And the Lord repented for this, and it shall not be. He gave a prophecy, but then he canceled the prophecy. Am I right? Y'all see that? Hello. Some of y'all look at me like a calf in a new gate. You say, well, God can't do that. Wait a minute. Don't tell me God can't do that. Do you know that in Isaiah, Amy, that God prophesied to Isaiah about Persia or Iran a hundred years before there was an Iran? And Persia was mentioned in Isaiah before Persia ever came on the scene. Y'all with me? Now, this, this gog thing, really, so, so I was listening to a, a, a Greek scholar and one of the smartest men I've ever listened to in my life that interpret this passage. Can I tell y'all what the Greek said for me? Septuagint says. I want y'all to listen to this because these grasshoppers, it's kind of amazing to me because I really believe they were in locusts, same, same deal. But listen to this. Here's what the Greek said. Behold, a swarm of locusts was coming and behold, one of the devastating locusts was Gog the king. Now here's my belief. I believe Gog the king is a demon or the devil himself. And you said, wait a minute. I didn't think locusts had a king. Somebody help me. I'm going somewhere if y'all stay with me. The Bible said in Proverbs 30 and verse 7, the locusts have no king. Well, ordinary little locusts come in bands. They don't have a king. But remember what we studied? Will y'all go over to chapter 9 now of Revelation? Just backtrack with me. Steve, I'm about to get happy here. Uh, is this all right? I, I'm going somewhere, and I don't think I'm going to get there tonight. I want to bring this out to y'all, and it takes time. My, my son scolded me um, two weeks ago. He said, Dad, now he, nothing about the choir. He said, please have less singing on Sunday night, and you preach longer. 
Because you get started, then you quit, and it upsets me because I'm, I feel like I'm out in left field somewhere. That's probably where you all feel tonight. Now, notice this. Go back to Revelation 9, and I want you all to see something. You all with me still yet? Everybody? Nobody sleep? And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. We know that's Satan. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there come out of the smoke locusts, here we are, upon the earth. And unto them were given power as scorpions of the earth have power, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass. That's odd because locusts, that's all they do is eat grass. That's what we saw in Amos. Neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which had not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, and when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as crowns of like gold, and their faces were as the face of men, and they had the hair of women. They ain't no ordinary locusts. How many of y'all agree with that? And their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as were the breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like scorpions, and they were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt me in five months. Now notice verse number 11. And they had a king over them. I thought locusts didn't have a king. Which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the Hebrew is Abaddon but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Woo. Now here's my belief. I believe Steve Cook, Gog is a demon king. That's my belief. Now, folks, that ain't hard for me to believe and him being over Magog. Now, can I ask you a question, Rich? This is the way I know I'm, I'm going slow. Why is there two wars with Gog and Magog? And Amy, as I am standing here as your pastor, they are not the same. Because one of them comes from the northern most part. That's Russia and their allies. And one of them comes from the four corners one of them is before the millennial. One is after the millennial. But they're both called the war of 
Gog and Magog. Now, I personally believe the reason they're called that is because who the king is, the demon king. You're looking at me, Joe. <laughs> I'm coming. I, honestly, I am. Now, so Ezekiel, this Gog, I believe is a demon king, and I believe Magog is the people of Russia. And Meshach and Tubal is right above the Black Sea. Some people also have uh, interpreted that to be Moscow and uh, 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 I think Tobish. I, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Now, by the way, in, the, in history, you all do know names changed all the time, don't you? Like... Russia had St. Petersburg. And they're St. Petersburg today, but Rich, do you know something? They've always not been St. Petersburg. They was Leningrad. Cape, uh, Cape Kennedy used to be Cape Canaveral. Y'all with me? And if you go to the Table of Nations, let's, uh, my son told me to take my time. Is that Okay. If I do part two of this and part three, will y'all mind? Because i got something great for you. I'm just giving you a lot, of, a lot of stuff that's hard to understand, and I'm trying to interpret it. But we can go back to the Table of Nations. How many of you knows where the Table of Nations is? Chad, tell them where the Table of Nations is. Genesis 10. Noah, all these tribes can be traced back to Noah's three sons. There's Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem had 28, 26 nations under him. Ham had 30, and Japheth had 14, or there were 70 known nations at that time. Y'all still, don't, don't get bored. Please don't get bored. Stay with me. And by the way, Israel had dealt with 70s also. They had 70 elders that helped Moses rule Israel. Now, the Hamites are the upper and lower Egypt and Africa. And Cush, who's mentioned in the Bible, is where Nimrod, by the way, Nimrod was a Hamite. And he was a black man. Nimrod was a black man. Ham was a black man. Or their nation become black men. And then Put came from Jephthah. And Gomar came from Jephthah. Now, how many's heard this name? Now, Magog, let me try to explain it. I'm going slow. The Scythians. Have you heard of them, Chad? The Scythians. How many know who the Scythians are? Anybody? I'll tell you who they are. They're Russia. They're Russians before they were Russians. And I didn't know this, Chad, until I read through my Bible again this week. Do you know that Paul 
talked about the Scythians, and they called them brutish men or barbarians. That's found in Colossians 3.11. Y'all still with me? Now, chapter 38, verse 4, just follow me down through Scripture. I'm going to kind of move a little bit. I don't want to try to get over your head, but I know I am for a while. Uh, sometimes it's over my head. And I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring forth thine army, horses and horsemen, and all them that clothed uh, with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, uh, all of them handling swords. Now, here's John looking, or excuse me, uh, Ezekiel looking into the Revelation and trying to describe today's weaponry. And do you know what that horse means? I, I got, I blowed away when I studied it. That word means a leaper. I, I, I studied that out. It means a leaper. And then verse 5, we see this coalition. Persia is Iran. Ethiopia, write it down, is Sudan. Libya is uh, Tunisia and that northern Africa. And then Gomer is East Germany, Poland. Togomar, as you're going down the scripture, is Turkey. Then chapter 38 and 7, it, let's, let's read that together. But thou prepare and preferest thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. And after many days thou shalt visit in the latter years, thou shalt come into the land that is brought from the sword and is gathered out of, the, uh, out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell. Here, listen, and they shall dwell safely in the land. Stop a minute. Can I ask a question of the class? Is Israel safe right now? Answer it. Absolutely not. This war is going to happen with Russia when Israel's safe in the land. They feel like they have no after them. So what has to happen for them to be safe in the land? They got to destroy Hamas. They got to destroy Jordan, Lebanon. You with me, Bill? They got to destroy all those Muslim nations right around them before the roar of Russia can happen. And, but we see the bear rallying, and we see Persia really at it. Does that make you wonder? How close is this external? Is this the moment that Israel just destroys them all? And ladies and gentlemen, don't say it can't happen because it's that close. If somebody don't back off, it's that close. And if Netanyahu does what I think he's going to do, Steve, he's going to destroy, if he destroys them, he's got a war in the north with Lebanon, with Hezbollah. And then he's going to have rockets coming from the east. 
And they're going to be a regional war. And he's going to destroy all them. So we can get to this point. And I believe the war of Russia won't be long past that. But Israel's going to feel safe in the land. They don't feel safe right now. So that's why I put that in where I do, Chad, between the rapture and the tribulation period. Now, whew, y'all all with me? Have I lost all y'all? Y'all still alive? I want to show you somebody else. It's amazing. Look down at verse 13. I just want to show you this. Interpret this the best I can. Sheba and Dedan. How many of y'all know who Sheba and Dedan is? Well, Sheba and Dedan is Saudi Arabia. And Tarshish most likely, and it speaks of the, is Britain. See, we're drawing everybody in. And then look at verse 14. Are y'all there? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto God, thus saith the Lord, in that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, thou shalt not know it. And thou shalt come from the place of the north parts. Uh, who's north? Church, who's north? Russia. The spans, and by the way, that Hebrew word is feathers north. It goes all the way over to the Great Wall of China. My God, it's 850. Please don't tell me it's 815. Let me read a little more. I want to get, I want to get to something, and I won't get there, but I, I may mention it to give you a little caveat for the next time. Let me slow down a minute. How many of y'all ever asked this question? Where's America in prophecy? Anybody ask it? Come on. Where are they at? I really can't find them in the tribulation period. I find China in the tribulation period. I find, I, I, I find the Eastern Asian nations in the tribulation period. I find the Muslim nations of Thailand and all those, Bangladesh, all those Muslim nations, I see them coming. There's another war with them. I see them, but I don't see the U.S. Now, I don't want to get ahead of the game, but I'll come back to this, and I want to give you a little something, a nugget. Turn over, go past. Can I have three minutes or four minutes? Three Two, something like that. I, I, I don't mean to hold y'all tonight, but I feel like I got you on a limb. And now look, look, chapter thirty-nine is actually the cleanup about this war, but it gets me, it says something that baffles scholars, and not until in the last maybe thirty, forty years have I even heard this, and this amazes me. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesied against Gog, that's chapter 39, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back, he already said that, and leave but one-sixth, or the sixth part of thee, or I'll decimate you, and will cause them to come up from the north parts, 
and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. I will smite thy bow out of thy hand. Now, we don't know what he was taught about a bow, do we? In the 21st century. I could probably show you one if I had a graphic picture of it tonight, but I don't have one. That's for next time. And I will smite thee with a bow out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and thy people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravens birds of every sort and the beasts of the field to devour you. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And I will send, listen to this, fire on Magog. And among them that dwelt, listen, I want to show you all something. Have you ever seen this verse? Have you ever looked at verse 6? Look at it. I will send fire on Magog. And among them that dwell carelessly in the owls. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. I'll give you something to chew on till next time. Dave Briscoe, this. Oh, my Lord, have oh mercy. I've read that a hundred times. I was reading after a couple of scholars that I did, uh, Chad got me on one of them. I didn't realize something. I missed something. In all my studies, Steve, I missed something. How many of y'all ever missed something? There's going to be a third party in this. Those that dwell carelessly in the owls. That's a third group. We got Russia and their allies. We got Israel, Russia coming against Israel, and then we got those that's careless, who's living carelessly in the owls. And that owls speaks of the uttermost far coast. How many seen the documentary, 13 Days? Anybody seen it? Any of y'all young and seen it? Can I ask you to go watch it? It's about the Bay of Pigs. I lived through the Bay of Pigs. How many remember the Bay of Pigs? Russia was coming over to have war. And there were missiles in Cuba. Huh? What's that? Pointed right to us. What if one of them would have shot one? I'll tell you what would have happened. Nuclear holocaust. I've got a theory. I can't prove this 100%, but I think I'm right. I believe, see, if God don't judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Solomon Gomorrah. And here's what I believe. I believe Russia and America will destroy themselves. And America is those that are carelessly in the owls. And I almost, I ain't 100%, but it makes a lot of sense to me because they're both going to be destroyed with fire. And what I think is going to happen, somebody's going to shoot off a missile and they're going to retaliate. And God's going to use those two nations to destroy Russia and also judge America.
Now, I'm, I'm leaving. I know y'all need me to come back and do this more, don't you? You said, that it can't happen. America, America, America's good. America is filthy. They're at mostly anti-Semitic. Look at our college campuses. God's going to judge this country. And I believe we'll be destroyed before there's ever a tribulation start. And then the other players take China. You just mentioned China. That's when they become the number one player in the ball game. Now, what's my advice to everybody in this room? You better buckle up and get saved. I don't know if you're saved here tonight, but you might not even understand all this teaching. I don't even know if I understand everything I said tonight. Huh? It's, it's a lot to chew on, isn't it? But I do know this. If you don't know Jesus is coming soon, and if this is all going to happen right around the tribulation and after the rapture, how close to rapture? So I'm going to ask you this question. If you die today or this, the rapture happened and every Christian in this room left, how many are ready to meet God? Lay your head with me. I'm, I'm done. How many people in this room know that you know that you're sure you're going to go up at the rapture or when you die, you'll go to heaven? Really raise your hand. God bless you. How many in this room say, preacher, I don't know for sure. It kind of scares me. Well, you don't have to have fear. You can know God and trust God. If you're here and not saved, why don't you raise your hand and say, pray for me. I need, I need saved. Just slip it up. Slip it up. I, I, yes, God bless you, man. Yeah, look at me. Nobody's looking. Would you like to be a Christian? Don't be saved. Won't you come on? Won't you come on up? I, I need somebody. I, I believe you do. I, you raise your hand. Come on up. Let me, somebody help me here. Uh, a lady. Would you, come on. Come on up. Uh, I want you to get saved tonight. Thank you for being here. Is this your first time you've been here before? You've never been here before? No, this is my fourth time. Third fourth time. Lead her to Christ. Anybody else here not saved? Now you said, preacher, I don't understand everything you said. You probably don't. But Natalie, I do know this. I can see enough that I know we're right at the end. I, I can't, hey Steve, I won't go and tell you I'm 100% right about all this. Under God, the more I, I've de I'll declare unto you, I'm seeing more in the scripture the more I dig. But I do know it's close. If you've got a lost loved one, won't you pray for them? Let's just stand. Anybody else lost, you come up.